the vulnerable, all powerful. And the most gangster thing you could do is serve. This is all the way live. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Please, can I get a gunshot, some air horns? Do we have an applause? Are we live? No, we don't have applause. We don't. We have much. We have. Lim- we have. Not a plus. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a shame. You know why that's a shame? Because right here on the All The Way Live podcast, what we do is come here every week, giving people that carefully curated content for their cranium, man. We do this with so much love, with so much joy. And it's again that we come here to give these people a lovely show. That's right. That's right. And it feels good to be here. I love it. I look forward to this. You know what I mean? I hope the people do as much as we do because it's so much fun. Definitely. Definitely. And how we distribute all of this fun, man, is by breaking the show up into three different parts. We've got StumbleUpon, Current News, Recommended, and Review. Now, on StumbleUpon, this is where me and Miles talk about all the things, thoughts, and ideas that have interested us throughout this week. And this week, we got a whole host of things. We was on TV. We was... Um, watching the CIA hacking the foes and or whatever, etc. There's a whole lot to talk about. That's right. I like how you gave them that little taste. You know what I'm saying? How they not going to be hooked after that? Hacking <laughs> phone? What? On TV? Intrigued. Intrigue. Intrigue ensues. And then from there, we go into current news. And on current news, this is where we take the absolute hottest and most uh, pressing news that is on the news list. We bring that down. We unopen it. Sometimes we read. Sometimes we don't. But yet, we still unpack it for you guys. Hot, pressing, hot off the presses. Killing y'all, man. Keep going. Listen, dude, I'm, I'm just trying to live out my dreams as a rapper on this podcast. And then lastly, we do recommend it and review. And Miles, can you tell people why this is our absolute favorite part of the show? Uh, we love recommended and review because we get to interact with you. We review what you recommend. We recommend what you should view, what we think is cool. And this week, we get into a whole lot of stuff, man. You know we love to talk about the MMA. It was it was some amazing fisticuffs over the weekend, so you know we're going to get into that. And also, music is is back. I don't think that's a surprise for the summer. I think we were waiting for, you know, artists to to start putting out that that summertime music, especially the bigger artists. We got a Migos album. We got a Polo G album. But Forever Hip Hop, you know, my brother wants to talk about Lloyd Banks. I missed all of that. So we're going to get into a bunch of stuff, man. I'm very I'm very excited about what we're doing here, you know what I'm saying? So that's that. I appreciate you. Yes, sir, man. And and you know what we say, man, whether it's one people, 10 people, 100 people, 1,000 people, 10,000 people, even a million people, it doesn't matter whatsoever, man. Absolutely everybody is welcome over here to the space of peace and of love because that's what we do it for, man. Even if it can be just a, a fraction, a second, an episode, an hour of positivity for somebody, man. That's all we're doing for. So if you if you appreciate that stuff and this is reaching you, hit us up, like, comment, subscribe, and do whatever it can take to keep some of this content going towards y'all, man. That's right. Think of this space as your own personal dojo. You know what I'm saying? Your trap house, your yoga, yoga studio, whatever, you know, your vibe is. This is that for you. Audio in audio form. You know what I'm saying? A trap house but, yoga studio? I mean, you could add a slash. I was saying comma, but hey, man, whatever. <laughs> whatever floats your boat. You know trap what I'm yoga. saying? Trap yoga. Trap yoga. We got to get Will on the horn for that. Trap yoga is coming soon. Look out for that. But you know what's going on, man. That's what happens in the audio form is we create that space for you. In the physical form, you already know what's going on. Brought to you on Zway's side from the illustrious gallery, Momo. You know what I'm saying? There's more art, and it seems like more plants behind you every week. I love it. That's growth, man. That's growth. I'm not going to stop telling you that I love that space that you're in. Over here, you know that the building is in Chicago. This podcast is recorded on stolen land. This land was cared for by the Potawatomi people, the Council of the Three Fires, and the violence done to remove them from this land is inseparable from the violence we see in this city today, in this country today, and in this world today. I love being from Chicago. I love working in this space. And so it is important to acknowledge the history of that 
And as we get into a whole bunch of stuff that the government is into, you heard about the wiretaps. It's going to be a crazy show, man. So it's important to acknowledge that all of this is tied to a historical background that's rooted in a history of white supremacy patriarchy. You already know what's going on, man. So we got to lift up what? We got to lift up love for indigenous people the world Mm -hmm. over. We got to lift up love for black and brown people the world over. With that, intro over. Let's get into the show. Let's get into it, man. Let's get into it. I don't know how you want to kick off the first the first set of it, but um, we had quite an interesting week, I'd say. We did. We did. My brother. Hey, y'all, come look at this. He's on TV. <laughs> For sure, man. Um, yeah, man. I was invited to the Sunday Times director's event uh, this, this Friday, I believe. And so it's what they call the Africa's biggest boardroom or board meeting. The know. biggest boardroom? You hold on, hold on. We gotta hit some air horns for the biggest boardroom now. The biggest. All right. So now we gotta call you Big Zway for the rest of the episode. So what happened, Big Zway? When you? Oh no! Zway? Please, please do not, please do not call me Big Zway. Please do not call me Big Zway. <laughs> Uh, it, it, it was fun, man. We we had the opportunity to 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 go over there and 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 explain some of our our thoughts and ideas on on the economics and what future holds. And the reason I say we is because I'm not speaking on behalf of myself. You know, there's always a team of people that help us do anything that we do. And even the fact that the work that we're doing is being respected, it's important to acknowledge the people that help us be able to do that work. You know, I think on both of our sides, we can say that nothing that we do is ever done in isolation. So um, to you, to, 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 to everybody, you know, this, is, this was merely me being the microphone at this particular point in time to share a message that we all believe in, which is a better world, a better, a better way of doing economics, a better way of doing finances, a better way of doing capitalism and all of that. So I'm, 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 I'm eternally humble and, 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 appreciative of the opportunity to be able to to share to share something i care about you heard it here first folks Zway is the voice of the heroes you know what i'm saying that's a callback to our last episode check that out jordan ali and us you dig me but if, if we could if we could sir could we get some highlights from from that conversation you know what i mean if you could just sum up some of what you were talking about as far as energy some of the changes that were that ex, are you're experiencing uh, there in South Africa in that sector, and what the future looks like, and, and kind of your role in that, and, and what you were able to bring to that panel. Yeah, I, so I, and we've spoken about this on the show a few times, but like South Africa is in an energy crisis, right? Now, energy crisis relevant to this particular market and infrastructure, so that literally half of our power, like our ability to produce power, has been cut off due to due to state, like um, due to corruption, due to mishandling of, of capital, just a whole litany of things have pushed us to a place now where we have continuous rolling blackouts. Like that's a thing, that, that's not something that used to happen, let's say 10, 12 years ago, but now it's, it's starting to become a regular occurrence. So in a haste to solve that, they kind of just opened up the floodgates of all the laws that now allow people to produce things for themselves, right? So not all the laws, but a, a decent amount of them. Um, so and when you say produce things, you mean, sorry to cut you off. When you say produce things, you mean they're able to produce energy for themselves, whether it's solar panels or whether it's some other form of generating energy rather than being on the grid. Yeah. So, so how it works, right, is that uh, recently, or let's say before this particular allowance, we only could produce one megawatt, right? Like an individual could only produce one megawatt, which is enough to power, let's say, two homes, you know, maybe I'm wrong on that assumption. But um, what I do know is that it takes about, uh, it takes about five to 50. <laughs> it's because I got, so, I know it's because I got so many numbers running in my head, you know, this whole week we've had the, uh, we really had to deal with a lot of numbers, but all to say what is being allowed now to be produced is infinitely more than what a large company needs to run on. So without getting a license, we could essentially put together a wind power plant outside of our house and power out our own home. So that's dope. That's super, super dope. Super dope. Yeah. Well, that's dope, man. I, I can say for myself, just watching you uh, in that space, how comfortable you looked in that space uh, amongst the suits. 
you know what I mean? And just the, the way that you were able to articulate, um, but also, yeah, just the, to subtly allow the youthfulness of your energy to permeate that space. You were certainly the youngest person on the panel. I can't be mistaken in that, just visually looking at it. And that's important, right? I think it's important for people to be able to see this young black man that is, you know, a part of these conversations and a part of the work that is going into solving these problems on that stage. So that's amazing. I was super, I was super proud to see that. That was a special moment for, for me. So I appreciate you saying we and being that, that voice. Uh, yeah. And, you know, and I, I'm, I'm excited to see, to, to see more and, and to report on more and to, you know, we got to share this, we got to share this. And so on the, on the podcast page, look for that, you know, our boy's way. It's going to so, blow up. It's crazy. Don't forget the little people, man. Yo, and, and, and just to, just to go off of something that we say all the time, and, and I'm glad that we're acknowledging this because it's okay to, it's okay to be, to be celebratory, right? I find um, a lot of people, let me, let, let me say my experience, people of color, right? Do not always fully allow themselves to, to revel in moments of, of, of prosperity, to acknowledge when things are going well. Um, you know, life is a, is a funny wave of things that doesn't even happen, like that don't happen in isolation, right? You can have good things and bad things happening in the same person, let alone at the same time. So when things are going good, you know, it, it, I think it's, it's okay to allow yourself to feel that. And I'm glad that we are, you know, we can open that space. Yeah, that's yeah. important. And just like we talked about in terms of preparation on the last episode, right? Like, allowing yourself not only to be prepared in the sense of like knowing your stuff you know uh being prepared in the sense of like hyping yourself up and being confident allowing that confidence to permeate you uh and we spoke about that kind of, to kind of be shared in that space right and to kind of ease the you know the tenseness of we're about to be on tv and everybody's trying to look their best and communicate their best and how uh, just bringing that confidence in yourself and allowing that to to kind of give others room to be like to chill a little bit as well and feel confident in themselves you know yeah and I could t like the biggest takeaway yeah. and I'm glad you you highlighted that because that, that's the reality of that tension right it's I, it would be wrong to say that even when you do your appearances that we step into that ignorance of the reality of this people watching, so that is public speaking, which typically makes that, which usually makes people nervous. There is the pressure of of of, of being very articulate in the things that you're gonna say. So you know you're knowledgeable of that pressure, but you you confront that pressure with being prepared, and that's what I love about what you said on two podcasts ago when we spoke about this is that when you really have gone through the process of preparing yourself, that is that's what you bring forward. That's the confidence you bring forward when in tense situations. And that's how you're able to just be like, hey man, like, yeah, I do this. This is, this is nothing. And then you can start being um, a gentleman and you can start being, uh, you, you, can start, you can start caring about the people around you because everyone there, everyone wants to, everyone wants to, to everyone wants to, to be acknowledged. Yeah. So it's even appropriate, I think, to think of that celebration as a part of that cycle of preparation, because that hype aspect of being confident, right, can come from that moment of soaking up that celebration and being like, I was able to do this. I, I did accomplish this. I may have been anxious about it before, but I was able to execute. And then taking that moment and allowing yourself to both celebrate there, there and then, but also the next time that you're about to be on a stage, maybe a bigger stage, you reflect back on that celebratory moment and go, that, uh, that's what the other side of this is going to look like. And I'm going to feel just as good. And so might as well start feeling good now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think it's important to also point out, bro, like it's not confidence in, it's not confidence in myself or in ourselves. It's, it's, it's the relationship that you have with the work. You know, it's the relationship that you have with the work. It's the confidence in the work that you have done. It's not a, a personal confidence. That's almost arrogance, right? So it's, it's more so like I, I, am, I have a close relationship with the material that needs to be done, with the test that needs to be done, with the speech that needs to be said. I have a, a, a very close relationship with what it is. So no matter how I'm supposed to project it, 
I know it. I'll be all right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's the confidence in that work of feeling like I've been called to speak in this space because of the work that I do. And then you don't have to, the minute you stop worrying about that, or the minute you're able to um, reconcile with any, that feeling of imposter syndrome, then you don't have to project that on other people. You know, you can, the way that you come off will respect that you see them as professionals as supposed to be there in that space as well. And everybody can feel that and kind of share in that and take some of the pressure off, right? Uh, you can, I've definitely felt the opposite being in that space where there's somebody there who's like, you know, I'm supposed to be here and that's their vibe. And maybe beneath that is like, right? <laughs> you know? So it's real. I'm glad that you had such a positive experience in that space. I'm sure people felt it, uh, that confidence and that, and that energy. I felt it through the screen. I was super proud for you. It was a joyful moment for me, seriously. Thank you, my brother, and I, and, and I appreciate you sharing that. And to do that, I had to read a lot. So if you don't mind pressing me, a congratulations from Thugnificent. Yo, nigga, your brother told us how you be all into reading and Hey, that's some real good shit, my nigga, for real. Congratulations, nigga. I've been telling him. I've been telling him how my brother be reading. He be reading. <laughs> <laughs> what up, y'all? Stumble upon part two. We out here. We out here. Hey, y'all, come look at this. Check this out, man. So, you know me, right? I'm a little conspiratorial when it comes to the phones, the surveillance, the sharing of data out there. You know, I go a little out of my way to keep myself, you know, my data out, out of the way, right? So I stumbled upon this story about the FBI, right? The Federal Bureau of Investigation, United States government, right? In 2018, they caught this company, Phantom Secure, Canadian company. They caught them slipping because the company is a phone company. So Phantom Secure is selling uh, like encrypted phones to criminals, right? This is a thing, by the that's way. Their, that's the majority it's like a of their whole thing. And that's like, the majority of their clientele. Yeah. And they, and they like, you, you press certain codes to unlock the phone. Um, otherwise, it's a dead phone. And you have to like, you have a, a particular code. And then you also move into a certain file. And a, you, a certain file, open that up, fingerprint scan. It's literally just encrypted phones for criminals. I saw it on Vice documentaries. I'm going to stop. Yeah, I was about to say, I was going to stop you right there before this becomes an episode of Vlad TV. Don't incriminate <laughs> yourself. <laughs> never had it. Play no life. You know what I'm You're not going to turn me into DJ Academics over here. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to be indicted talking about... <laughs> you never should have asked me about the wire. About yeah, the cell yeah, yeah, yeah. What a headline that would be. So, yep. <laughs> Energy. Oh, no. I see it now. <laughs> Energy sector. <laughs> Energy sector. Rising star. <laughs> indicted on charges of cell phone scams. Am I a rising star? <laughs> You are a rising star, dude. That's the that's the name of the episode. Rising star. <laughs> I'll take it, dude. I'm a rising star. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> so back to these back to these 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 phones, right? So these phones are encrypted. They're being sold to criminals by this company, Phantom Secure. The Canadian company is uh, caught up by the FBI in 2018. But rather than shutting down the whole company, the FBI says, "Wait a minute, keep moving them phones. We just gonna listen. They don't tap in." Like Lester Freeman off the wire. Damn. You dig me. So, so now the FBI is tapped in to these phones. They listen to the phones for three years from 2018. Over those three years, they have intercepted 20 million messages. Right? They looked through these 20 million messages. That led to over 800 arrests, right? Across three different countries. The seizure of eight tons of cocaine. Damn. You know what I'm saying? That's a lot of cocaine. That's a lot of you cocaine. Know? That's like eight elephants worth of cocaine. You don't need to know nothing about cocaine to know that eight tons of cocaine is a lot of cocaine. They seized eight tons of cocaine and confiscated more than $48 million. Wild. Right? They also reportedly prevented 10 contract killings and one mass shooting. Right? Mm. From tapping these phones. Wild. What you think about that? 
it's 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 wild to me that people still think that they can operate on their phone like the cops are online like that that to me is is ridiculous but it it makes sense that's what that's what they do i was listening to this podcast that was actually quite quite interesting where the company that was put or let's say the website that had the most child pornography on it right like on the dark web they had like they were like the number one child pornography website they were the the server was being hosted by the police in new zealand so they the new zealand police had already been tapped into it and they were hosting that server whoa wow but but what they say is the same thing with the phones they arrested the person that was running them and then they would they would push sting operations based on the meetup points that they would intersect and also they are then they are then reaching back into whoever's posting the material and cuz they try and catch those people man so they're like chris hansening everybody who's watching child porn something like that something like that but that goes back into that's that that falls under the same arena as these i, I don't it's way beyond wiretap now it's like uh cyber surveillance yeah yeah so basically everything you do online can be tracked and surveilled mm. seen studied analyzed right now you're thinking i'm not a criminal I don't have anything to hide. I mean, sure, right? There are certain things that we don't want just out there. Social security number, bank account number, you know what I mean? You don't want a copy of your passport to be able to be made. You don't want identity theft, right? Mm -hmm. That's the primary concern that we share as innocents. So what I'm hearing, as I listen to the story about the FBI successfully, 800 arrests. Uh, forty-eight million dollars. Uh, you know, eight tons of cocaine. Wow, this is clearly an effective policing strategy, which is a part of a growing trend toward the government just being able to have access to everybody's uh, digital persona, digital information. Right? Eventually, they'll just be able to write war- warrants for whatever to tap whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? The flip side of that, though, is that. That's the government. That's the government doing it, right? So there's maybe some people would say, well, I'm comfortable with the government doing that because they're only going to go after the bad guys. But the flip side of that is that the government ain't so secure. You know what I'm saying? We're in in this conversation referencing the U.S. government because this African government is what I would refer to as uh, a circus short of clowns. Yeah, that's 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 not who you want housing holding on to your information, right? You want that to be like a vault, locked down. Exactly. Right? Government ain't so locked down, right? So let's back to the 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 US government has had three major cyber attacks in the last couple of months. Right? What? Yeah, three, right? And this ain't no like cyber attack, they froze up our computers, but we called the tech guys and got them back online. All right, the first one the Colonial Pipeline, right? So in May, a ransomware attack shut down one of the U.S.'s largest fuel pipelines for six days, okay? So the gas prices was like, Shoo. and I know y'all experienced that out there. I certainly have, all right? I've been driving to Indiana to get my gas for the last two months. Really? Right? Yeah. Indiana's not that far from the south side of Chicago. It's oh, only okay. like- you made, it, you made it seem like you're going, you travel to get gas. The board is like 15 minutes away, mid 20 minutes away. Okay. And I go out there because gas is like 50 cents cheaper per gallon. So that's, a it's a real thing. Yeah. And that's, and that's what I'm saying, man, this stuff affects us. All right. So the colonial pipeline got hacked, right? The hacking group that hacked them received $4.4 million in ransom to let them turn the pipeline back on. So it wasn't like, they was able to fix it. The government was able to fix it. They had to pay that ransom. Had to pay up. The they probably money. had to pay it in crypto too, if I have to assume, in some sort of, um, in some sort of uh, uh, cryptocurrency. Man, so listen, 
government, maybe not so secure, but maybe they could contract a big company. You know what I'm saying? A really powerful tech company that would be really secure, like Microsoft. No, wrong. <laughs> Microsoft. Also, it may. I hate that I followed you down that thought. <laughs> that thought I got him. I got you real dead. I got him tapped in, right? I'm Lester Freeman. But so Microsoft uh, was hacked and hackers compromised the U.S. Agency for the International for International Development's account with Constant Contact, which is an email marketing services. They targeted around 300 email addresses affecting over 150 government agencies, uh, mostly think tanks and NGOs, non-government organizations, which is like not-for-profits that apparently were entrusting their data to the government right and through a contract with microsoft hacked all right so it's not safe yo scamming <laughs> is at an all-time high like it is ridiculous how easily people are scamming and how widespread it is i was reading on this gent uh who's a popular scammer um i think he was a nigerian scammer in dubai his name was um, what's this, what's this dude's name? Some hush puppy. That's what it was. Hush Prince hush puppy. Hush puppy. <laughs> it was hush puppy. And so what they were doing is essentially they were hacking into, they were hacking into the emails and servers of large corporations and then would grab that and then change the bank accounting details onto the, onto the, the main email and then resend it back into the system. And then all of those, deposits would just keep going 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 into them how they got caught is that they were living a life that was entirely too fabulous even for dubai standards they was like whoa 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 what <laughs> Yo, if you are if you are noticed for being too fly in dubai <laughs> you, you are balling son <laughs> yeah dude but also that's, you that's an atrocious like, amount of balling He's a black, a black, a black dude in in Dubai. Granted, like that's you know there it is. Mean? You can ball as hard as you want to, but don't. There it is. You know what I mean? But yeah, scam is at an all time high. I feel vulnerable. I really do feel as though my information is 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 so vulnerable. I keep saying I'm going to hire a, a company to 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 outsource that service for me. Yeah, man, it's a. It's tough because the the point and even what you were saying about scamming being at an all time high, you know, from the top to the bottom, right? Targeting individuals, targeting government organizations, right? It, the people that are the best at scamming are doing the scamming still. They're not working for the government to prevent the scamming yet. Sometimes that'll that'll eventually flip, right? Like, but maybe potentially. But at this point, clearly the scammers have outfoxed, <laughs> outcoded uh the the government right and so it's like yeah it's just interesting to 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 compare and contrast the success of that fbi operation in targeting criminals but then also on the flip side you're that means you're entrusting the government with so much data and so much access and they're not able to protect that access um it just makes you wonder and it just means that we all have to just be conscious about what we put out there and remember again that like yo yeah, like, yeah, man, just don't get fished, don't get catfished, right? Like, yeah. you have to be, you have to be conscious of, of how you uh, share your digital information, especially bank account numbers, especially, you know, it's easy to one click and buy stuff everywhere, but that stuff gets gone super quick, mm -hmm. you know? It is, and like, about it. where I'm seeing things move to is that with the opening of the, with the opening of the internet, you get, we're going to get into a place where people are creating their own servers, creating their own power, using their own cellular network. It's getting cheaper and cheaper. It's going to eventually become cheaper and cheaper to be able to put your own satellite into the sky. And now you're going off of your own internet. You know, that, that's, that's where it moves to eventually, which is like, that's what happens to every open market. It becomes open and then very quickly becomes, um, you know, segmented. Yeah, but what sucks about that is the last people that are able to throw a satellite up are the people that are po. And those those people that you know, you got a whole bunch of public people's information. And it's just like they're always the people that get doubly victimized because they don't have the access to that protection, right? I was like about to in my head be like, "Yo, look into getting like a VPN," but not everybody can afford to pay for a VPN on top of their Wi-Fi service already, yeah. right? Like, 
So it's, would you, if you don't know what a VPN is, do your Googles. That's the type of stuff we're trying to support. That's what I'm talking about. What you saying? Would, I saw Richard, Brans, uh, Richard Branson, no, Elon Musk is going to space with, no, Jeff Bezos is going to space with his brothers, which we can actually slide into the current news if we want to with it somewhere. Ooh, I see how you did that. I see how you did that. All right. All the way live. Current news. <laughs> Jeff Bezos says that he wants to fly to, to the moon with his brother. Would you fly to the moon? Not fly, he didn't say the moon, so he, they want to orbit space or something to that effect. I do. I do, Zay. I'll fly to the moon with you, bro. All right, next, <laughs> next topic. <laughs> yeah, you're my moon, bro. Oh, man. Oh, man, dude. <laughs> moon Brothers is the name of this episode. Moon Bros. The moon. TM. That's crazy. But what we do want to get about, speak about for current news, man, is that there's two important dates that are coming up for us, which is June 16 over here on outside in South Africa. And Juneteenth, you know, June 19th here in the United States. Yeah, yeah, man. If I break it down for, if, if I break it down for my side first, June 16 marks uh, the 1976 student uprisings in Soweto, which sparked off a a a, a very powerful youth movement in South Africa during the apartheid times. You know, freedom is not a one day thing. It is a, it's a, it's a, it's a snowball effect of events. And this June 16th uprising in South Africa was undoubtedly something, um, something big. Let me say something very contributing towards the change that we ended up seeing happen. So our foundation, we're going to be doing things. We're going to be handing food out to the kids. We're going to be taking care of people. We're going to be feeding, we're going to be feeding people, you know, so that's going to be quite exciting. Oh man, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And it's so, yeah, it just struck me as like, you know, it makes sense. Um, but also kind of beautiful, right? That there's, that there's these two dates, one reflecting this moment in South African history. And then this one reflecting African-American history, Juneteenth, uh, that are so close together. And it's just crazy that it took this long in my life to realize that, you know what I mean? Um, so I just wanted to make a point of celebrating that. On this side, Juneteenth is the, the celebration of the emancipation of the slaves, right? So slaves were emancipated technically uh, at the end of the Civil War, but the enforcement of that only traveled as Union troops made it to all the different areas of the South that were still controlled by the South at the time of the surrender, right? So the celebration of Juneteenth originates in Galveston, Texas, uh, and it's celebrated on June 19th throughout the United States. It, it is commemorated on the event anniversary of the announcement of General Order Number 3 by the Union Ar Army General Gordon Granger, proclaiming freedom from slavery in Texas. Nice. So, yeah, man, it's 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 a it's a day now where we acknowledge like the moment that the last group of enslaved people were told that they were free, right? And that began a whole new struggle as there was Reconstruction, but then there was Jim Crow, and then there was you know the ongoing segregation and structural racism that we see today. So there was the beginning of a struggle in one way, but it was the end of slavery. Uh, officially with the 13th Amendment to the Constitution was ratified uh, in December of 1865. So we celebrate that now just by reflecting, acknowledging that moment. If you want to celebrate that, jump on Instagram, hashtag Juneteenth. There are a million different things going on in the city on the south side in Bronzeville and different communities, celebrations in the parks. People are starting to be able to do stuff outside so people are getting together for this event barbecuing chilling i encourage you to listen to some uh or read some james baldwin check out i am not your negro it's a dope documentary uh just to reflect on the history and i'm certainly going to be reflecting on not only the history of my people that as far back as i can trace it but even that lost history and the struggles that are kind of going on in parallel all the time uh so again again always always at all the way live lifting up love for between black and brown people the world over uh it's a celebration so as always eat something delicious hug somebody you love but especially on june 16th june 19th we just gonna make it the whole week man yeah, you know man. it's black love week officially you heard it here first all the way live black love week diaspora 
Um, and also, man, if you, you know, you said, you said eat something good. Like we said, we're going to be feeding kids. We run pantries that, that get food out to, to, to a bunch of orphanages. We just adopted another orphanage this week. Please, can I get not a gunshot? Um, <laughs> how about this? Since, <laughs> and since all of the, all of the, all of the orphanages that we work with, I think there's about four or five right now, they have one thing in common. They all run by a very special group of people. You know what that group of people is, Nas Xavier? Is that the Mandulo Foundation? I was going to say it's the ladies, and I was hoping you're going to hit that thing for me one time <laughs> so we can sell Oh, man, I love it. I love it. You know I was having trouble with the... with the. Oh, no. Today, but I got you. <laughs> That's right. Yes, sir. 100% of all the organizations we work with are, are, are female-owned and female-ran, man. So um, we should put the link for our foundation in the on onto our YouTube pages so that anybody that wants to support, you know, donate to get some kids some, some meals, check out the work that we're doing, donate blankets, whatever it is. It is cold in South Africa, bro. It is cold, and they have, there's power cuts that are happening. People are left in the cold. Um, let's help some people get warm, man. So if you want to support... Check out the link. Yes, we got to get better about that, man. We got to yeah. get better about that. And if you are watching this and you check and there's no link, comment. There Say something. There you go. I appreciate that. Hold us accountable. Yes. And then like and subscribe. And join us next week where we acknowledge and appreciate you. See, it's a continuing thing, man, into the future. Time keeps on slipping, slipping. Speaking of, is that current news? Are we done? That is almost current news because I'm going to say talking about things that need to get acknowledged. Something interesting that uh, we, we were brought up with is that Roybos, the tea in South Africa, can, is only allowed to be called Roybos if it's actually made in South Africa. And all other teas are not actually Roybos. All y'all out there have been sipping on fake Roybosses and we know y'all, right? We know y'all. That's your problem. Y'all got to step your Roybos game out. Y'all sipping from that. Y'all sipping from that. That European that toy boy boss, boss that's real. That's that toy boss, you know what I'm saying? You, you ain't boy boss, you're a toy boss. If you're not sitting <laughs> on a real thing, you know what I'm saying? Got to get with the program. But that's a beautiful thing. I think that, that that is that is deep. Thank you for bringing us the tea, literally. Oh. Uh, yeah. You, you, see how I did you, been, you been trying to get this put off, bro. <laughs> you been trying to get this tea put off. <laughs> mm. Sip strength. Sip strength. <laughs> but I think that, that I think that that's important, right? Because there there's some other stuff in pre-pro we were discussing the other things that have this same stipulation, right? The fact that champagne can only be made in, in the champagne region of France, or that tequila can only be made from the agave in Mexico. Or be right? called. Uh, be called as right. right. It can only it can only bear that that name. Uh and I think that that's important. And so I think it's dope that Roy Boss has is, is got this uh, this official stamp that they and that they have the power of the stamp, right? Mm -hmm. You give your you're giving the power to the people, to the area, to the community. You're enshrining that pride and protecting it so that some other big corporation can't also just make Roy Boss tea and put that original space with the history out of business. Yeah, yeah. Have you have you come across any any of that type of appropriation in products? yourself oh yeah man for sure for sure i was in walmart the other day and i came across black african soap that was made by equate which is walmart's like name it's their store name brand and i looked at the soap and i was like wow man like what is african about this soap is <laughs> <laughs> that a black person on it it, it it had like a zebra pattern on it like and the oh, writing was like the writing from martin and i was like this is an appropriation bar right here i don't want to scrub myself with appropriation every day that's horrible bro like <laughs> an appropriation bar and that makes you think about so yeah what about this like black african soap all right like pre presumably walmart can find a corporation a company in Af africa a manufacturing plant tap into them rip them for the cheapest potential price that they can get and supply that soap that's technically from africa but 
and there was a lot and and speaking back to t there was a lot of conversation about this and t in terms of fair trade right but there's there's this idea that like i'm I'm looking at that soap and i'm looking at its branding by equate and i'm looking at the soap and seeing in big letters african black soap right buy me blackie and i'm like all right <laughs> buy me blackie <laughs> But where's the acknowledgement of this space and what what that means? And I'm seeing none of that there. And so I think it's important that some community or region maintains control over that name because one, Walmart being involved in a whole bunch of other stuff that got nothing to do with that region. So it shouldn't, I don't want that product ever to be confused with any left stuff that Walmart does, right? They don't deserve to be accountable, confused, or mixed up in any of that. And I don't believe that Walmart is the best or is is giving them like the best the best deal. And I don't think that I think that those spaces should be able to be like, this is our product. We demand what the price needs to it. We determine how it's marketed and that there's an acknowledgement of our space, mm. right? In that in that product. And so. Walmart, if you want to get active in Africa and you need a young rising star in order to be able to get you started on what would be a journey of prosperity in the motherland. I'll let your boy throw me a bag. <laughs> throw me a bag. If I see Zwei's face on the African black soap <laughs> <laughs> six months from now, I will be so upset. <laughs> I will be so I will feel betrayed. <laughs> rising star edition. <laughs> Certified by Zwei. Soweto, <laughs> Black Soap. <laughs> oh, I love this show. I love this show. Yeah, man. That's our, that's our current news right now. So I think it will. Yeah, man. Get you some real rooibos tea. And real yeah. Black Soap, man. Support Black businesses. There's so many beautiful people making great soap that is, is made with the intention of uh, black skin in mind, dude. My skin has been doing wonders for me since I started using African black soap, witch hazel, and tea tree oils. You know what I'm saying? All sorts of, all sorts of uh, indigenous latherments. Indigenous latherments is also a great episode title. We are, <laughs> we have a list of champions this week. It's crazy. Indigenous latherments is, is wild. For sure. <laughs> But that's dope, man. That's, and that's, an, that's another thing. Be important. Encourage. Be encouraged, you know, men out there, as you look at this gentleman who is so versatile. You've seen him on the podcast. You've seen him on TV. You know what I'm saying? Explaining the energy sector and the current progress for moving Africa forward. You know what I'm saying? But you can also follow him as a facial cleansing guru. You know what I'm saying? This dude be hooking the masks up. You know what I'm saying? And it's important. That men understand that you could be a gentleman, you could rock the suit, you mm. could you could exude gentlemanly energy in a space, but also take care of yourself. You know what I'm saying? Do a little face mask, cucumbers on the eyes, pedicures, mm. little bubble bath. Get like your boy's way out here, nigga. No, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. <laughs> hey, buddy, hold on. You... <laughs> How <laughs> to say no about bubble baths, bro? <laughs> I went too far with the bubble baths. You definitely you went to bath bombs yet? Look where I draw the line, dude. Everything else. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, this. I don't do bubbles. Okay, I'm a grown man. <laughs> Everybody's gotta have a code. Everybody's gotta draw the line somewhere. Hey, man, listen. This is this. Speaking of drawing lines, did I tell you about the time I was getting my haircut from a barber who offered massages? <laughs> Simultaneously, simultaneously, <laughs> it might as well have been. What did you say to that proposition? Same thing I said to those bath bubbles, bro. I said, No, 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 <laughs> <laughs> no background, sir. Hey, man, you never know. I might be, not. I feel kind of gross after I just got like a, a haircut, though. I feel like I have little hair trimmings all over me. Like, what type of massage was it? Was he just gonna then like give you the the boxing, like, muscle shoulders massage, or he was going to be like, all right, now take your shirt off, bro. Lay bro, on this table. This is, this, is, this is the worst part about it, right? I didn't say I wanted the massage. He assumed I did and proceeded to put his hands in the back of my shirt and down my back and start massaging my back through my shirt. <laughs> we did not plan for his way to disclose an assault. <laughs> <laughs> 
on this podcast. But here we are. <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> Damn, dude. My barber did tell did you me. Feel, did you feel violated? Definitely, like, I yeah, felt violated. Yeah. You're definitely harassed. Are you serious? You can't put your ma- your hands down someone else's <laughs> someone else's shirt without consent. You need clear consent for that type of badass. <laughs> it was my only anger to it. I was like, dude, I have to give you a thumbs up, a verbal approval, and and, and sign sir. consent for that. Sir, no, sir. <laughs> if oh, I didn't man. mention it in what I said I wanted. Don't include it. If I said fade, so don't say you... fade and massage, dude. I said clearly fade, okay? If, <laughs> if there was a massage to be out with the fade that I wanted, I'd say fade and massage. So did you did you say something to him? Did he did he yeah. remove his hand like did he remove his hands from your back, from your bare back? Because you said <laughs> <laughs> because because you said Ayo stop or did he like pull his hands out and then went back to your shoulders and you were like hey bro yeah. <laughs> kind of good I, I hate to admit it dude it's the latter for sure <laughs> <laughs> I figured <laughs> you let him get his feel on and then when he was done he went back to your shoulders at which point you were like nah Ooh. dude it wasn't with the shoulders he started coming down my chest I was like alright brother woo, woo, woo. <laughs> <laughs> man Dude, well, when you're a chiseled athlete, the likes of Muhammad Ali, how are you gonna expect to not be? How are you gonna expect to not be to be courted? Listen, at the I'll hair t- at the barbershop. I'll tell you what, if I'm a chiseled athlete, my man, the last thing and the last place that I would be is within that UFC ring. That is a fact. UFC yeah, two seventy some maybe, but that oh my goodness, that was in, that was insane. That's some of the that's that's wild. Yeah, man. We've had a few great cards th- this year, um, but I think when you have someone like Adesanya topping a card, you're you're in for a show. And then the the complete flip side, right? Adesanya is somebody who's supremely technical, uh, a champion, down to down to break his opponent down mentally. And then on the same card, you've got a Nate Diaz fight, and Nate is just a dog in the ring. He's just down to go toe to toe with anybody. He showed that, uh, man. Man, that oh man, that Nate Diaz fight might be for me top five wildest fights that I've ever seen in my life. That 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 is one of the most in, incredible things I've seen in the octagon. To see him get picked apart, just absolutely, just bro. I remember we were saying when we were watching it that they got they got. Us, I hope they stop the fight. I hope this fight doesn't go into the late rounds because this man is he's he's bleeding out of his eye. He, it's bleeding profusely, just completely getting picked apart by what is a confident and, and, and very focused Leon Edwards, who is a monster on his own. And he didn't, Leon Edwards didn't make a single mistake up until. Until. Up until. 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 He was very surgical. He was very surgical throughout the first four rounds. Nate's somebody who, one, has the gas tank to go five. Right, and he specifically asked for five in this fight. I think that was part of his stipulation to agree to the fight, was that it go five rounds. He's somebody who wants to drag folks into that deep water. He's not worried, maybe not as worried as he should be about getting injured, right? You know, blood is nothing to him. He's got scar tissue all around his face, so he cuts up very easily. We've seen him in many a a bloody fight, and we've seen him continue to stay poised, even in the later rounds, as blood drips from his face it's not looking good and still he's able to maintain his composure deliver a shot to edwards that had him out on his feet i'll go as far out, as to bro. say that he was out he was out you could see it in his eyes you could see it in his eyes he was gone yep those legs were home. gone and you know and that's the thing about nate man that's the thing about so nate sees that and look and points at him and in, in such a nate diaz fashion he hits him sees his legs go sees his eyes get go a little bit crossed and points at him and says, I got you. I don't care how the first four rounds of this fight went. I, I see that I got, I got you, you here. I need, I got and Nate. But the flip side of that is, bro, what if Nate rushes him? What if he goes for the takedown in that moment? He's dazed. Maybe he gets him in a triangle. Maybe he gets him in an armbar. 
You know what I mean? Like he had there's 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 opportunity there, but just Nate's warrior heart is this has been a fight on our feet for most of this fight. I'm gonna still keep fighting it on the feet. Clearly less concerned with winning than the than the 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 engagement of two warriors in the in the ring. He's not concerned about any of this. He's not concerned about his record. He wants to beat you the way that the fight's been fought. And that's that's a testament to who he is. And on the opposite end of that that of of that approach to finishing, you see Figueira and uh, Morena. Is it Figue Figueira? Figueiredo. I think I, I'm Figueira. I got it. I got it. Closest we gonna. And Morena, which is the first fight that they had together, was also just a wild, wild um, battle all the way to the last second, and to see this young. Um, Morena coming in with just like so much confidence in his skills and then being able to finish him on the floor. Oh, dude, this is, this is poetic justice. Yeah, we got a little bit of everything. We got some some firefights on the feet. We got some more technical kind of wrestling. Uh, and the then that got dislocated. That was just flopping around. These fights are brutal, man. These fights are getting brutal. The U- oh, the UFC is getting so brutal. Oh, yeah. That was that was tough to watch. That was tough to watch. I don't you, typically have those moments in the UFC where I'm like, oh man, but seeing somebody's somebody's arm get dislocated is that's a rough one. Or all, seeing somebody's hard. leg break as we, as we saw a couple of, Yeah. Have you been keeping up with the NBA this year? Bro, you know that anytime that Chris Paul is in a playoff race, I'm not. Oh, I'm always keeping correct. tabs. That's correct. And Chris Paul is is leading that team right now. Yes, he is. The Suns, the Suns are looking mighty good. And when he went to the Suns, I was a little bit upset. I was like, yo, Devin Booker is a solid player, but I don't feel like that's the that's the championship team he deserves and the caliber of point guard that he is. I'm like, man, like is that it for his for his runs and for for a ring? And no, I was wrong. I was mm-hmm. dead wrong. They are yeah, in the race. I, it looks like I'm saying I'm saying uh, Suns and the Brooklyn Nets. That would That's be a series great right series. That would be a great, great, great series. Suns and Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, it's it's tough, man. And and them them boys, them boys, KD and. Uh, Kyrie been putting a hurting on on the Bucks. They've been putting a hurting on everybody. Yeah, it's definitely so it's definitely up to the Bucks now if they want to clinch it. But that's the problem. Like in this particular in this particular uh, uh, in this particular let's say day and age in, in the NBA, dude, you need to be you need to have all of the skills. It's like MMA in that regard. You know, you're seeing these taller guys be able to do so much more. Like everyone's getting so much more technical. What KD is doing right now is absolutely insane. It makes no sense. Like how, how well he is shooting. Well, you're the biggest KD fan I know. So the Slim Reaper going off is no, you're no stranger to that. I've seen you parade around the apartment in a, in a KD Jersey proclaiming that he is that guy. And yeah, he continues to prove it. Coming back from injuries, still showing up in big moments, still has a command of the court, uh, still has range, still able to finish. Like, Katie's the real deal. Um, mm-hmm. Just think what you want about his mm-hmm. his decisions to move around to different teams. So, He's the real yeah, deal. So is Kyrie. Kyrie's yeah. open. Blake Griffin is playing. Blake Griffin is, is, is more, more defense, but Kyrie, Kyrie's my favorite player to watch in the NBA. Yeah, Kyrie is, the finesse is crazy, crazy. Mm. Uh, and his ability to finish at the basket, I think he's the best, well, maybe the best NBA player ever at finishing at the basket. Maybe, it's possible, it's possible. And if we're going to link NBA with hip hop and recommend it and review, that new Culture 3 came out. What you think about the the Migos' latest effort? I've I've always liked Migos, man. I've I've been I've been with rocking with Migos since back to the Bando too. You know that's 2012 days. You know that that that's that's still way back. Um, that's before Hannah Montana. That's before Versace. Uh, that's 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 before a whole host of things. So 
Drake knows what to do now. I mean, I think Drake has hit that place in his in his career where whatever he's got the Midas touch. He's got the Midas touch. He he's so tapped into the best way to sound like Drake. It's, it's like it's, it makes sense to say Drake. Drake Drake's sounds like that, Drake's yeah. always been that. Drake is Drake is Drake is the more widely applicable version of Benny the Busher, where you listen to Benny and you go, this guy does not have a whack verse. Drake is Drake is very much the same way. Drake doesn't have very many. He, he might have songs that that we don't like, hmm. but Drake doesn't Drake doesn't really have a whack rap verse like that. He's got a high shooting percentage. Super high. He's got a high shoot percentage. But so does this Culture 3 album, man. There's a lot of songs in here that I like. There's a lot of um, I like the flow of it. I think it sounds very relevant. I think these dudes still clearly understand what um what what they they clearly understand what the sound of now is and uh, it it sounds good. It it sounds good to me. I like it. I'll give it a solid three and a half out of five mics. Whoa, slow down there. Sparky. Oh my bad, brother, my bad, my bad. Give us some of your highlights first. What are the tracks that that give it that give it what did you say? Three out of five? The three three and uh, three point five out of three and a half, three point five or three and a half, three and a half uh, mics out of five. Um, definitely, the that uh, I think it's uh, Avalanche, that Drake, that Modern Day, that Straightening, which came out uh, before a while back. Before the, you know, some some solid tracks on there. Yeah, I I liked it. I dug it. I don't typically think of Migos as the album artist, right? I don't typically look for their album to be one where I can enjoy listening to it all the way through multiple times. But I'm kind of just listening for the hits, you know, especially you get to it early, you try and pick out, uh, you know, what might be the, the, the lead singles that come from this. Uh, and as I listened to it, I was pleasantly surprised, like, oh, snap, like this is easier on ear for a longer time than I expected. Um, most For the most part, for the most part. I definitely like the second half of the album more than I like the first half. Um, although, like, yeah, the Drake track is dope. There's a conversation to be had about when the most memorable verse on your album is somebody else, though. What does that that's say? Drake, though. But, you know, that's true, true. But... It's, it's interesting, you know, that Migos is able to create so much popular music without that, without that, you know, I'm going to go out and learn every word of this verse or like, damn, he snapped for like this part. It's like the whole, it's the whole song. It's the back and forth between the guys. It's the art, it's the ad libs. It's all of that. So my, some of my highlights were Roadrunner. Um, I liked uh, Handle My Business. Uh, I like Straightening Too. Um what else? I like Jane. Uh, I was kind of going back and forth on on Malibu with Polo G. Uh, the Polo G album is fire too, by the way. Uh, but yeah, man, I thought I dug it. I dug it. I didn't. So as I was saying, when I got when I first went into it, I was thinking, all right, well, let me see if I can pick out the songs that are going to be out of here. You know what I mean? The ones that I'm going to hear over and over and this with this album i feel like it was more difficult than culture one or culture two to pick out the ones that are going to be you know there I mean, wasn't the, the drake same one for one people. but again that's that's drake that there's two and a half minutes of drake on that song before you hear amigo and when that song gets cut for radio and in the clubs how much Migo are you are you going to hear in that song that's that's so the, that's the drake effect <laughs> that's sure, the drake for effect. sure so that's a Drake track to me, which is great. And I'm surprised Drake track on the Migo album. That's dope. But I'm kind of, aside from that, if we can put that one aside, right? I see what you're saying. Maybe it's like a, it, it, was, it sounds like a, a track that they did with Drake. And they were like, hey, my nigga, if you're not using that track for the album, slide that through and let's, let's put it on our, on our album. Yeah, yeah. But that, that aside, right, I didn't hear Amigos... Right. Aside from maybe Scraining, right? Because that song is catchy. That song, that song got some some bop to it. But I didn't hear a T-shirt. You know what I mean? I didn't hear a 
one any of those songs that just went crazy off of off of culture bad and bougie but uh, and, I, and i and i will say that from culture one and culture two when you say that they're not um when you say that they're not album artists because i've always from the culture series i've always thought that they performed best when they were doing the work together i thought when they separated that's where their work becomes lackluster right so culture one um, it, 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 I, I found it to ride out pretty, pretty nicely. So the culture too, I, I, I tend to listen to not the whole album, you know, but like, I will have like a culture one or culture two type of, type of gym session at times. And so I'm glad that culture three can fit in there pretty decent. I think they've, they've got a strong understanding of where to place each other in music and how to up and bring each other up because even the solo effects, the Quavo Hancho album that came out, that was man, the takeoff um ep that came out that was that i don't think uh offset even dropped one but like you know that that's that's the music we had in the interim of when they weren't putting out music together culture 2 came out 27 2018 yeah 2019 2018 before that 2017 2018 is when culture 2 came out so that's a long time for them to be absent but this 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 holds up to the series i think it's a good a good addition to the trilogy yeah, I think Migos are at their best when they're shooting for when they're together shooting for the big single. When they're shooting for the get right with ya, when they're shooting for the slippery, when they're shooting for the motorsport, the stir fry, you know what I mean? That's that's the that's when they're at their best. And, and yeah, there's 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 a lot of this that I'm sure we'll be hearing all summer. Um but despite my best intentions, it's a little bit harder for me on this project to hear what that what that might be. But I rock with it. Three out of five mics. Three out of five mics. Three out of five yeah. mics. And you also skipped over that Lloyd Banks album before we get up on here. Um, what did you feel on that album once you had a chance to listen to it? Lloyd Banks. Lloyd Banks. Lloyd Banks is... Uh, he's perfectly positioned to be the same guy that he was back in G-Unit and be appreciated more. Mm-hmm. The upcoming of like Griselda, of Rock Marciano, Bodie James, of Ultimate all of these East Coast rappers good. that are, yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? This this sound that is what Lloyd Banks has been doing forever, right? Just this gritty but still thoughtful gangster rap and i think that now the production is at a place where there's a wealth of beats for him to pick from mm-hmm. to to go crazy over so i'm glad that he took the time to make a project when a project was uh most likely to be like well received by those who are really listening to that type of hip-hop because he doesn't have to right he's he could he could chill what he's done with g-unit lloyd banks is a legend for real mm. so I really, I really dug it. I thought uh, it fits really nicely with some of those other East Coast, the Davies and Styles P mixtape that I've been listening to uh, that came out a couple years ago. Um, a few of the the different joints with Boldy James and Alchemist, mm-hmm. like there's a, it, it fits very nice among this this flow of music that's coming out, and I'm glad that Lloyd, Lloyd Banks, especially as somebody who's been doing that for years, gets to eat off it. For sure. And if I'm talking about the most exciting hip hop that is coming out of the, the that class of people that you have mentioned, I will say that Makami album um is Makami. That's 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 one of the ones that I'm super excited for. Um Stove God Cooks, um Boldy James. That's 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 that kind of is the is the next three up for me in terms of uh who I listen to most regarding that sound. Can't leave out my guy 38 special. 38 special is and and my guy still uh, you said still got so still got a 38 special. I'll put El Camino even over a 38 special. The views of Zway do not reflect the views of the All the Way Live podcast, nor its hip hop heart. So from music that I enjoy, I'll t- I'll have to go El Camino. I would say El Camino uh, gets a little bit more of the the uh, production touch flair than 38 Special gets, but 
you talking bars and creativity, I'm going with 38 special. All right. Hey man, a truly hip hop podcast. A truly, truly hip hop podcast. Word, word, word. Man, we could talk about everything from FBI wiretaps to, you know what I'm saying? Everything that's going on in the world, hip hop. It's crazy, man. Where else you gonna get this, bro? You see the hole in the shirt? That's from hustling. That's that's from that's it's heat, it's hot. You know what I'm saying? Working hard. Indeed. Indeed. That's the best answer, right? For the whole shirt. What was you gonna say? Um, what I was gonna tell him is that we know. We definitely oh yeah, we know. Definitely know. We are aware. That you could be anywhere in the world right now. But you are here rocking with us. You have so many choices of podcasts. And if you are hearing the beautiful hazelnut tones of my voice, joined by my brother Chestnut Tones. Say what's up, Chestnut. Um, hello, y'all. Supposed to say goodbye, y'all. We're oh. closing the show, man. This is, it. this is a wrap. You know what time it is. It's a celebration of celebrating. We are celebrating life. We are celebrating how good it feels to be black especially this week it's black love week you heard it here first so hey how good does it feel that it's black love week it's my favorite thing in the world man favorite week eat something delicious hug somebody you love like that peace water we gone yes sir